Hello and welcome to a new episode of the AI Frontier podcast. I'm your host, and today we are going to delve into a fascinating aspect of data analysis, time series forecasting. In our previous episode about time series, we explored the concept of time series analysis, a method that allows us to understand patterns and trends in data over time. Today, we are going to build on that foundation and dive into time series forecasting, a technique that allows us to predict future values based on previously observed values. Time series forecasting plays a crucial role in various industries, whether it is predicting stock prices in finance, forecasting product demand in retail, or estimating future energy consumption in utilities. The applications are vast and impactful. In this episode, we are going to explore the basics of time series forecasting, understanding the concepts of trends and seasonality, and delve into advanced forecasting techniques. We will also discuss the challenges in time series forecasting and how to address them. So whether you are a data science enthusiast, a professional in the field, or just curious about the latest developments in AI, this episode is for you. Let's embark on this journey together and explore the fascinating world of time series forecasting. So buckle up and let's get started. As we delve into the world of time series forecasting, it's important to first refresh our understanding of time series data. Time series data is a sequence of data points indexed in time order. It's a type of data that we encounter often in our daily lives. For instance, the temperature recorded every day, the monthly sales of a product, or the yearly population of a city all constitute time series data. Time series forecasting is the use of a model to predict future values based on previous observed values in time series data. It's like trying to predict the future by looking at the past. For example, consider a retail company that wants to forecast the sales of its product for the next quarter. The company can use time series forecasting to analyze the sales data from previous quarters and predict the sales for the next quarter. This can help the company plan its inventory, manage its resources, and make strategic decisions. Another example could be an energy company that wants to predict future energy consumption. The company can use time series forecasting to analyze the historical energy consumption data and predict the consumption for the future. This can help the company manage its energy production and distribution and plan for peak demand periods. Now that we have a good understanding of what time series forecasting is and how it's used in the real world, let's delve deeper into the concepts of trends and seasonalities in time series data. Stay tuned. A 
as we delve deeper into time series forecasting, one concept that we cannot overlook is trends. A trend in time series data is a long-term increase or decrease in the data. It's like the general direction in which the data is moving. For instance, if the sales of a product have been steadily increasing over the years, we can say that there is an upward trend in the sales data. Identifying trends in time series data is crucial for effective forecasting. Trends can give us insights into the long-term behavior of the data, which can help us make more accurate forecasts. For instance, if we know that there is an upward trend in the sales data, we can take that into account when forecasting future sales. There are various techniques for detecting trends in time series data. One simple technique is the rolling mean, also known as the moving average. This involves calculating the mean of the data over a rolling window, which can help smooth out short-term fluctuations and highlight long-term trends. Another technique is decomposition, which involves breaking down the time series data into three components, trend, seasonality, and residual. The trend component captures the long-term direction of the data, the seasonality component captures the regular patterns in the data, and the residual component captures the random fluctuations in the data. Let's consider an example. Suppose we have the monthly sales data of a retail company for the past five years. We can use the rolling mean technique to calculate the mean sales over a rolling window of 12 months, which can help us identify the overall trend in the sales data. We can also use the decomposition technique to break down the sales data into trend, seasonality, and residual components, which can give us more detailed insights into the behavior of the sales data. Now that we have a good understanding of trends and how to identify them, let's move on to another important concept in time series forecasting, which is seasonality. Stay tuned. After understanding trends, let's now turn our attention to another key component of time series data, which is seasonality. Seasonality refers to periodic fluctuations in time series data that occur at regular intervals, such as daily, weekly, monthly, or yearly. These fluctuations are often tied to the calendar and can be influenced by various factors like weather, holidays, and social customs. Identifying seasonality in time series data is crucial for effective forecasting. Seasonal patterns can provide valuable insights into the cyclical behavior of the data, which can help us make more accurate forecasts. For instance, if we know that a retail company's sales peak during the holiday season and dip in the summer, we can take that into account when forecasting future sales. There are various techniques for identifying and measuring seasonality in time series data. One common technique is the seasonal subseries plot, which involves plotting the data for each season on the same graph to highlight the seasonal patterns. 
Another technique is the autocorrelation plot, which can help identify the presence of seasonality by showing the correlation of the data with its own past values. Let's consider an example. Suppose we have the daily temperature data for a city for the past five years. We can use the seasonal subseries plot to plot the temperature data for each year on the same graph, which can help us identify the seasonal patterns in the temperature data. We can also use the autocorrelation plot to identify the presence of seasonality by showing the correlation of the temperature data with its own past values. Seasonality is a powerful component of time series data that can greatly enhance our forecasting capabilities. By understanding and leveraging seasonality, we can make more accurate and effective forecasts. With a good understanding of trends and seasonality, let's now delve into some advanced forecasting techniques that incorporate these components into their models. Stay tuned. Now that we have a solid understanding of trends and seasonality, let's explore some advanced forecasting techniques that take these components into account. One such technique is ARIMA, which stands for Autoregressive Integrated Moving Average. ARIMA is a forecasting method that uses the idea of differencing to make the time series data stationary which means data with the constant mean and variance over time, and then applies autoregression and moving average models to predict future values. Another advanced technique is SARIMA, or seasonal ARIMA. As the name suggests, SARIMA extends the ARIMA model to capture seasonality. It does this by adding an additional set of parameters that specifically model the seasonal components of the time series data. Then there is Profit, a forecasting tool developed by Facebook. Profit is designed to handle the common features of business time series data, such as trends, seasonality, and holidays. It uses a decomposable time series model with three main components, trend, seasonality, and holidays making it a flexible and powerful tool for time series forecasting. These techniques, while different in their approaches, all aim to capture the underlying patterns in time series data to make accurate forecasts. ARIMA and SARIMA, for instance, use mathematical models to capture the trends and seasonality in the data, while PROFIT uses a more flexible component-based approach. However, choosing the right technique depends on the specific characteristics of your data and the problem at hand. It's important to understand the strengths and limitations of each technique and choose the one that best fits your needs. Having explored these advanced forecasting techniques, let's now discuss some of the challenges in time series forecasting and how to address them. Stay tuned. While time series forecasting is a powerful tool, it's not without its challenges. Let's discuss some of these challenges and how we can address them. One common challenge in time series forecasting is overfitting. 
This occurs when a model learns the training data too well, including its noise and outliers, and performs poorly on new unseen data. To prevent overfitting, we can use techniques like cross-validation, where we split the data into a training set and a validation set, and tune the model parameters to minimize the error on the validation set. Another challenge is dealing with non-stationary data. Many forecasting techniques like ARIMA assume that the data is stationary, which means that its properties like mean and variance do not change over time. However, in real-world data, this assumption is often violated. To handle non-stationary data, we can use techniques like differencing, where we subtract the current value from the previous value to remove trends and make the data stationary. Yet another challenge is handling missing values. Real-world time series data often has missing values due to various reasons like sensor failure or data entry errors. Missing values can disrupt the continuity of time series and affect the performance of the forecasting model. To handle missing values, we can use techniques like interpolation, where we estimate the missing value based on the surrounding values. These are just a few challenges in time series forecasting, and the solutions to these challenges often depend on the specific characteristics of the data and the problem at hand. However, by understanding these challenges and knowing how to address them, we can improve the accuracy and reliability of our forecasts. As we near the end of our exploration of time series forecasting, let's recap the key points we have covered today and answer some common questions. Stay tuned. As we conclude our journey into the world of time series forecasting, let's take a moment to reflect on what we have learned. We started by refreshing our understanding of time series data and introducing the basics of time series forecasting. We then delved into the concepts of trends and seasonality, understanding their importance and how to identify them in time series data. We explored advanced forecasting techniques like ARIMA, SARIMA, and PROFIT, understanding how they incorporate trends and seasonality into their models. We also discussed some of the challenges in time series forecasting, such as overfitting, non-stationary data, and missing values, and how to address them. Now let's answer some common questions. The first one is, you would always ask yourself which model to use for time series forecasting for a specific dataset. There is no specific answer for that, because it depends on the characteristics of this time series dataset, and to define which model exactly it used there. One need to use their experience, and to define and select which models to use for this specific dataset, one should use their knowledge and experience and also try and experiment as much as they can and then select the best model. One can also use something called AutoML or Automated Machine Learning. This is an approach which tries most of the models and select the best model automatically. The second question is, 
how do I know if the data set is enough to train a model? Here, we should delve into the data set itself and see if it covers enough seasonality. Like if the data set is taken over at least a couple of seasons, then it is probably enough. But if the data set is small and it does not cover even one season, then it won't be enough to train any of these models. And now as we wrap up this episode, I want to thank you for joining me on this exploration of time series forecasting. And as usual, if you have any questions or would like to discuss this topic with me, you can find me on Twitter. My username is wadiskaf, W-A-D-I-E underscore S-K-A-F. Feel free to send me a tweet. I'm always happy to chat and share my knowledge and experience. Thank you once again for tuning in to the AI Frontier podcast. And until next time, take care.